is Bahar Etminen. She was CEO of cosmetics industry powerhouse Brand Makers, general manager of luxury imported BMI, where she reigned over labels such as Gucci and Hugo Boss, plus many others. She was also the youngest ever general manager at Bobby Brown and Origins in Australia. In 2005, Bahar launched Australia's first distributor-owned beauty e-tailer, Rescue, and has recently launched Rescue Me Academy, an online education platform capitalizing on the trend towards binge learning. In this episode, we talk about Bahar's journey, facing bankruptcy, and what she did next. We also talk about launching her online advertising led publishing platform built on the customer base of her original e com site, and also the launch of Rescue Me Academy. Hi, Baha. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? Hi, Alison. So throughout your journey, you've had such an interesting career. But before we dive into it, I thought a great place to start would be for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, um, in my current incarnation, I'm the editor and publisher of a women's lifestyle site called Rescue. Uh, that's R-E-C. R-E-S-C-U without the E, um, and also an online business, uh, an online education business called Rescue Me Academy. But I've had uh, a long and winding road uh, to get here. Uh, originally, after I left university, um, I was in the cosmetic industry, and it was my first love. And when I was um, 27, I was headhunted to the Estee Lauder group of companies, to run their Bobby Brown and Origins brands as the brand general manager for those two brands when I was quite young. Um, and it was an honour and a pleasure and an incredible learning uh, experience to do that. Before did, you that feel like, did you feel like you were thrown in the deep end? No, I wasn't. It was, it's an incredible company, Estee Lauder Group, in that the induction program is really second to none. I was sent to New York for the first month before I started my job where I was trained personally by Bobby Brown and, you know, the creative director and founder of Origins. I was able to work in stores before I became the general manager of my market, which was amazing. And I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue. I worked at the Flatiron store for Origins so that I really understood what a consumer experience was, what a salesperson experience was. So it really... Um, change the way you do leadership in your own market when you've done that 360 degree experience, particularly in the hometown. So when I joined Estee Lauder Group, I, just, I actually have never felt more prepared in my life. What I wasn't prepared for is that I was quite young and I didn't understand the politics of such a global business and I was absolutely horrible at it. Yeah, do you know, I was in the Unilever group, similar, similar, and the foundation that I learnt in those early years was incredible, but you're right, there's a lot of office politics going on. And for me, the place where I really feel like I learnt uh, entrepreneurial skills was um, I worked for John McGrath, who owns McGrath, uh, you know, who's the founder of McGrath, a real estate agency company. And I worked for him um, between the age of, I think, 23 and 27. 
uh, in his marketing and conferencing side of the business and very closely with him and he remains one of my mentors today and he's entrepreneurial now and his incredible ability to just roll up his sleeves and get into things and have a helicopter view of business but also be able to work in the trenches I feel like that's where those skills are probably the ones that I call on the most on a day-to-day basis whereas the Estee Lauder skills were really you know, that uh, discipline and structure of forecasting and, uh, you know, understanding P&Ls and business and negotiating big things. So, yeah, you know, every experience counts. Yeah. We'll talk about mixing, you know, the best of both worlds together, which has really geared you for where you are today. Yeah, I've, I've had some exposure to incredible mentors and incredible leaders. And, um, and also when I got older, and I had my own business. I started my first cosmetic business, which you talked about, Brand Makers, um, when I moved to Paris yeah, in 2002. I was 28. And um, I went to Paris to study French and just have some decompression because I had just gone run, 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 um, you know, out of school, out of uni, did an MBA when I was 21 went to work, had really uh, big jobs. My first, you know, big job was I was general manager of Gucci timepieces, very young, um, and ran a big uh, timepieces and uh, watch distribution business. And then um, Estee Lauder groups and um, by the time, you know, I, I was 28, I was engaged. So I broke off my engagement, quit my job and moved to Paris and, Oh when I got gosh. to Paris, I was really bored and I thought, oh, I should do something. So I wrote uh, an email to a beautiful uh, French skincare brand called Cordely, which is, um, you might see it in Sephora these days. And I introduced myself as the former brand person for Bobby and Origins. And I said, uh, I told a little fib, I said, I have a cosmetic distribution business called Brand Makers. Uh, I'm in Paris. Uh, I'd love to come out to Bordeaux, which is where they were based, uh, to see them about becoming the distributor for Australia. And they accepted. So I kind of cobbled together a business plan and a business story completely fabricated. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, of course, I had the business uh, acumen and now some experience to do the business plan, but, you know, having I didn't have a company. Um, and I had some <laughs> business cards made, a friend of mine designed business cards for me and off I went and I got the distribution rights and I moved back to Australia and started a a company from my dining room in Darling Point Um, and one brand led to two brands led to three brands and within I think five years I had 36 brands and I started off in nine David Jones stores and I ended up in over 3,000 stores David Jones Meyer uh Priceline, Amcal, Target, um, just an incredible, overextended, cash flow intensive um, business. Um, and then right around the corner was the global financial crisis and that just about wiped me out when I was 35. Oh, my gosh. So that business, it was quite easy for you to grow it, was it? It it just had momentum and, you know, again, it goes down to experience and maturity and one of the things I always say is I think brand makers grew at a rapid rate of knots because at the time, you know, the department stores were really dominant um, 
in the, you know, being the go-to places for uh, cosmetic brands. And then, of course, there was Mecca Cosmetica and Joe Hawken was doing this incredible job. But niche brands really um, didn't have a mainstream home. So I guess my um, point of difference was that I was able to give niche brands a mainstream home in department stores. And I also launched um, Rescue at a time when I had brand makers as a pure play online store for my own brands. Um, so I, I feel like the growth of brand makers was um, because it was of the time and I had some incredible brands, uh, but it was also a little bit of vanity because people would say, you know, we'll take you, we should do business with you. And instead of just um, evaluating the business proposition, I just wanted to say yes to everything. And, you know, like we were talking before, before we started recording this podcast, um, back then it felt like the bigger you were, the more noble your business is, the more staff you had, the more serious you were, the more office square meters you had, uh, the more legitimate your business. Whereas I, don't, I think the exact opposite these days, I think about how flexible can I be how nimble can I be how small can I be but profitable and I say no to so many things yes well times have changed I mean really in a way you were ahead of your time the way that you just started something up and then went off you know I don't think there would have been many people doing that back then no and I think you know the internet was in its infancy and online businesses were in their infancy but you know my online business rescue literally rescued me because when um, the GFC hit Australia, I lost uh, on three foreign exchange currencies um, and the bank margin called me for about half a million dollars and gave me two weeks to pay them back. And in order to kind of cover that cost, I actually had to sell everything that I had. And everything that I had in the business was stock. So once you sell your stock to pay back the bank, you've got nothing to sell to stores. Once you have nothing to sell to stores, you have no need for staff, but I had to pay out contracts. Oh, so my gosh. Like in two weeks, I literally closed down, you know, a multimillion-dollar business, but to close it down cost me another $460,000. So I went from having half a million dollars in debt because of the foreign exchange problem to having $960,000 in debt because of the closing costs. And, you know, my other option was to go bankrupt, but, you know, I was 35 I didn't want to go bankrupt. I really believed that there was another way and that I'd be able to somehow uh, regenerate and, uh, you know, refocus and start again. And um, I had a property that I was able to double mortgage. So um, I was able to clear that, you know, immediate debt and then just get back to work and rescue the website that I had where I was selling the products also had a database of subscribers for this thing that I created called the Rescue Report. And um, I was able to, you know, stop selling products on it because I had nothing else to sell, but I was able to use the database to sell ads to, you won't believe it, but David Jones were my first online advertiser. <laughs> they loved my oh database. Oh, my gosh. So I was able to start again and I re-engineered myself as an online publisher and, um I asked every famous person that I knew, from Alex Perry to John McGrath, Anthony Bell, a nutritionist, uh, makeup artist, you name it. I reached out to them and I said, would you write for Rescue as, a, as an expert? 
I started publishing expert articles and selling ads and I really just, I don't know, just put one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And um, in two years it, it became um, really successful and I was able to uh, eventually pay off the million-dollar debt that I had and, uh, you know, have a business again. But, oh gosh, there were some dark days. I was just about <laughs> to say, because when, when you were told you had two weeks, you know, like when everything just crumbled, did you mm. have any inklings that this was coming or was it really just out of the blue? Um, but look, I had inklings. That I knew the GFC was a problem and I had some supplies in the US that had started to go very wobbly. I had orders that weren't being fulfilled. I had big orders from, you know, big retailers in Australia, but my uh, US supplies and the brands weren't fulfilling. And at one point I got on a plane and I remember going to uh, Florida to meet with one of my brands who wasn't delivering. And I got there and I took my mum actually with me um, and they had padlocks and chains on their door. They'd gone bankrupt and not told me because the GFC had already hit the US. So, um, yes, definitely I knew that. But, you know, my naivety and my mistakes were manifold and one of them was that I didn't hedge my foreign currency and I was exposed to multiple currencies. Um, I also, my, you know, retailer agreements, uh, they changed a lot of their terms. So, you know, where they used to pay me in 30 days, they moved it to 90 days. Uh, I had big orders literally on ships and then a retailer would say, oh, you know, we thought we were going to take this for 460 oh stores, but we're only going to take it for 20 and now we're going to cancel. So a lot of those things happened because of the GFC and I didn't have the experience or the cash flow or the buffer really. Yeah. So did you launch Rescue during before this stage what so you- I launched rescue as a shop for brand makers right and it had nothing to do with publishing except the only thing that I did which was remotely publishing like is that I started doing a bi-monthly newsletter called the rescue report and I the idea of the rescue report is that it would be some co- some fun content that would not focus on selling anything um but would have things like recipes, interviews, tips that would be of service and of free value to my customers on rescue. Mm. So that, the content was really good. I had a great writer, great editors for it, and um, that um, had its own really great database. And when I nearly, you know, completely crushed brand makers what I did have was the shell and the url for rescue um and the time when you needed to be rescued to just rescue the girl I'm telling you um I've heard that pun before and it literally is rescue was my own life raft in the air (laughs) and the logo of rescue is a life boy it's always been a life boy Oh, my gosh. So what would you say some key learnings have been throughout this journey for you? Uh, I think one of the key learnings for me was that I probably uh, should have had uh, a closer relationship with my advisors, um, accountants, lawyers, bookkeepers, at a time of growth. Um, I think that you take your hands off the wheel the second you start becoming very profitable or growing. Uh, you know, when you don't have any money, you're aware of every cent. When you start having lots of money, 
uh, you start uh, losing focus of the detail. So I think um, since then I've learned to be very detail-oriented um, about cash flow, about um, trading terms, about um, overheads. Uh, the other thing that I learned, which we talked about before, was uh, being nimble, being able to scale up and scale down. I now like to think of it in a 24-hour cycle. I had to once do it in two weeks and it nearly literally killed me. Mm. So now I always think I could scale up and I could scale down in 24 hours. Um, And I have no personal debt in the business, whereas I was, you know, I had given all sorts of guarantees and stuff to the bank last time and I would never do that again. Well, you're dealing with the product, so it's different as well. Yeah, and uh, I was, uh, of course, uh, exactly as you said, inventory ages. So it's always a ticking time bomb. And um, all of your cash is, you know, sitting there uh, in inventory. And there were just so many movable parts. So for me, digital was just such a breath of fresh air because my inventory was virtual. Um, I mean, that's changed. The digital space has changed. And I guess now with Rescue Me Academy, which is my online education business, I've created products and the products are uh, online courses, online video courses. But the beautiful thing about those is that it's not, it doesn't age and it's borderless and you can be living in Finland and, you know, buy our relationship course. You could be living in Monte Carlo and buy the uh, Be Your Own Makeup Artist course with Nigel Stanislav. So um, it's a whole different uh, way of looking at it. So, yeah, for me, I get offered distribution uh, rights for all sorts of things and my you know my hands start to uh, shake <laughs> not surprised never like, again yes well you've, you've learned that and it's time for a new chapter <laughs> so talking about rescue me academy that's focusing on beauty relationships well-being and health is that correct it's actually focusing up on all the pillars of life that make life more fabulous. I wrote a book about four years ago called Rescue Me, An Expert's Guide to the Life More Fabulous. Uh, uh, Sorry, a makeover guide for the life more fabulous. And um, the book is all about my philosophy that any day is New Year's Day. Uh, I was lucky enough to be published by Harlequin, which is a division of HarperCollins. And uh, the book harnesses the wisdom of the experts that contribute to rescue and uh, on the pillars that I believe, uh, you know, every woman needs to look and feel her best, which are health, financial stability, uh, uh, relationships, um, emotional well-being, uh, and then, of course, the pointy end, which is, um, you know, how you look, how you um, what you wear, uh, your makeup, your hair, all of that stuff. So, um, and Rescue Me Academy is kind of like a, a deep dive version of those individual uh, subject lines. And the way that we've developed the courses and uh, the order that we uh, that I've launched the courses is based on the popularity of the content of Rescue, and also the parts of the book that really had traction with the the people who bought it. And you know, relationship advice uh, in our demographic seems to be really, really important because, you know, I've interviewed all sorts of people, the most beautiful women in the world, you know, supermodels, actresses, scientists, entrepreneurs, and if their relationship isn't good and solid, no beauty, no wealth, uh, no, you know, splendour 
can take away from a broken heart or a fractured personal relationship. So uh, one of the things that I've learned through interviewing a lot of successful people is that having a stable, healthy, functional personal relationship is key. So we've partnered with our a relationship expert on the site to create a 33-video um, relationship therapy course. So it's kind of like virtual therapy. Um, How fabulous. It's really incredible and it costs less than one session on the therapist's couch. And, you know, for people who are reluctant to go to therapy or for men or for couples, it is awesome and it's based on Imago therapy, which is a particular type of relationship therapy and it's all about your communication styles. So we've got the video lessons with Annie Gerton, who's the therapist, and then we've even filmed actors acting out the dialogues and the scenarios and then we provide scripts and quizzes and uh, checklists and uh, audio files as well as the videos it's it's incredible oh gosh, and it's so, good. <gasps> so, yeah. so that's my next question how does this work do people buy individual courses do they yeah, yes. yeah they buy the full course and they get instant access um so you can buy the relationship course and you can have a crash course and relationship therapy of the weekend if you like it you know i wanted to do something that would kind of help everyone's got screen time everyone's you know got check your phone You'll, it'll tell you very quickly how much time you spend on your social media or mm. emails and if you've got 10 minutes a day out of that that pool of time to do a, a module in a lesson you know in a year you would just you will upskill and up and elevate and um self-develop you know, Change your life. Mm. You know, I learn a new skill, learn a new way to communicate with your partner, a new way to communicate at work, a new way to speak to your children. Um, our makeup course, we, we work with an incredible international makeup artist, Nigel Stanislaus. You know, he's a judge on uh, Asia's Next Top Model. He's an incredible global makeup artist. And, you know, we teach you from scratch what to buy, how to use it, when to throw it out, where to put it, um, how to blend, how to apply. And, um, you know, 10 minutes a day. Um, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. Yeah, it's good. And they're really affordable. Um, so they're the first two courses we've launched. We've got another five or so in the pipeline. But um, I mean, I don't have to check 55 different YouTube tabs and you don't have to, it's you know, it's together. and it's, you own it forever. Mm. And um, you can, as I said, you can go back and listen to things. We've got downloadable books and face charts so you can play and you can watch it with your friends. It's, it's really fun. Oh, and my gosh. So on average, how how many hours is each course, would you say? I would say like two and a half hours. It's the entire course. So you can just, di- okay, so it's quick. Well, people don't have hours. That's right. People don't have hours. So, and then once you become a member of the course, mm-hmm. so once you download the so the lessons and, you know, have access to the full course, we then keep sending you free content, free videos, free masterclasses. So in addition to the course, we're always launching new things, new articles, new uh, webinars, new audio files, new quizzes, new books, everything. It's all free and you just keep getting things. As we develop it, we just keep giving it to you for free. I bet you've had fun creating this. It was a pleasure. You know, I created it for myself and for my yes. friends and for our readers. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I would love for you guys to check it out. I'll, we'll have links, I guess. Yes, in the definitely. Podcast. 
Um, but w- when you check out the links, the, you'll always get like a free t- taster of two or three uh, of the lessons for free. So, yeah, go check them out. Excellent. All right, then. So my next question is the obvious one. Where can everyone find you? What's the website URL? So um, Rescue Me Academy is R-E-S-C-U-M-E-Academy.com and um, that's for the courses uh, and where you can get the free um, mini courses as well and free e-books, so check it out. And then the website is rescuerescu.com.au and we have a, a YouTube channel as well with lots of awesome content called Rescue TV, that's R-E-S-C-U TV on YouTube. Um, and my book is called Rescue Me, A Makeover Guide for the Life More Fabulous. Perfect. I am going to link you. Find me everywhere. And Instagram is at rescue.com.au. Yes. Well, it's kind of easy because you've got rescue on everything. So I'm sure everywhere is just going to link to the next place. Everyone can find you. (laughs) Yes. And, of course, they can find you. Hopefully you'll, you'll have some links as well. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. I've always loved to listen to your things and it's a pleasure to meet you.